With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Holistic Pet Radio. I'm Amanda. I'm a business owner, a mom, and a pet parent just like you. You can check out my website, holisticpetradio.ca, where I have all the show notes for the podcast episodes, as well as other great content and information. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all under the Holistic Pet Radio name. And be sure to search for our wellness group, Holistic Pet Parents, on Facebook. Without any further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. I'm joined today by Nishta Srivastava. She runs the Instagram account flick.dim. She also runs the Raw Fed Pet blog and the company, the Raw Fed Pet Treats. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Nish. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be able to talk with you, you know, about my study and about, you know, what I'm all about and finally able to do this interview. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in the industry for anybody who doesn't know who you are already? Sure. So initially I started out being very passionate about natural therapies for, you know, us humans. My parents have always instilled how important what you put in your body is. You know, they stress what we eat, the environment and how we live. Our lifestyle has has a marked influence on how our body behaves. So, you know, and how our genes function. We get sick, you know, how that is related to what we eat and how what we're doing in our life in regards to environment. So basically, I took that passion and moved it towards my pet. So once I got my first dog, I'm like, why am I not applying this same mentality to my pets? So that's kind of how I got started. You know, the saying food is medicine is totally true. And there's tons of scientific research for the past three decades, how the types of food we eat and the amount of calories we take in have largely contributed to a progressive increase in chronic diseases, you know, like diabetes, obesity, heart disease, cancers, all of that, and how having a balanced intake of fresh food can actually help that and prevent that and improve our quality of life. So that's kind of how I started being passionate about our human health, but then I also moved into being passionate about our pet's health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's nice that you were able to apply, you know, things that you grew up learning and apply it to your pets because it really is a common sense thing. Hopefully people are getting there that like, you know, whole fresh food really is best and it makes sense. Like it just it makes sense. It's good for us. It's good for them. Exactly. So- and it's said to, you know, that it took me so long to be able to realize that. But now that I've realized that it's so simple. What we put on our bodies affects us, what we put on our pets bodies affects them. A really easy correlation, but sometimes it could be hard to, you know, make that correlation in our minds. Well, totally, because it's not the industry norm. That's not what you're seeing commercials for and everyone's, I mean, people are starting to change what they're talking about, but in the past, I feel like it was just hit home really hard. No, you just feed your dogs out of this bag of food that gives them everything they could possibly need. And, you know, it's just, if that's the norm, it's, it takes a little bit for you to, for me anyways, it took a little bit to be like, Oh, what? Oh, that's, we should do something. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about, you've done some really, really cool things working in the pet sphere. 
one of them, one of the biggest things that I'm pretty jealous of, you've been able to <laughs> hang out with Dr. Karen Becker and Rodney Habib. You went to Brazil and Mexico with them. So tell me a little bit about how that came to be and then give us a little sneak peek inside of your trips. So um, basically I went to Mexico first. So my ability to go to Mexico all started basically with Rodney putting up a video um, on Facebook that he wanted to take, you know, two passionate pet parents to Mexico. Um, and all we had to do was comment on the video on why we wanted to go. And I didn't really think anything of it. And I've never commented on any video on Facebook ever in my life. Um, <laughs> so I'm just like, eh, I'll, I'll comment. And I literally simply, simply said that I was a passionate pet parent and a science nerd. That's all I said, which <laughs> probably describes my personality the best. And, you know, he ended up picking me another wonderful lady named Lindsay. And we're really great friends now. So, I mean, the rest is history. You know, I ended up connecting pretty well with Dr. Becker and Rodney there, among other very talented pet parents and business owners. And they're such wonderful friends now. They're like family. So when I had the chance to actually go to Brazil, I immediately took it because I'm like, why not? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, in regards to both of the trips, simply putting it, it was like an amazing, unforgettable experience because we were all surrounded by people who have a similar mission with feeding our animals more fresh foods. And those people came from you know, all over the world, you know, Mexico, Brazil, it's just so nice to see that this message is not just Canada, United States, or something like that. It's all over the world. And I didn't realize how big it was until I went on these trips and had some amazing conversations. And even though we all have the same goal, it was so nice to be surrounded by people who approached fresh feeding from different aspects of the movement. And, you know, everyone does it differently. So it was just amazing to be able to talk to them face to face in a more personal environment. Yeah, and I learned something from each trip, and I've obviously been exposed to many different studies and doctors, especially from the Brazil trip. There was one day where only scientists and doctors spoke, and it was just amazing the research that had been done on fresh feeding and you know cancer research, canine cancers, and I was just it was mind-boggling. Um, it was really eye-opening. So. Yeah, I'm really fortunate to be able to have gone on those trips and learned so much and really call Rodney and Karen, you know, really great friends because they do treat everyone like family. It was really awesome. That's awesome. I feel like it would be very nice to just, yeah, get the scope of how big this movement is becoming and just really refreshing to be in a place where people you know, have the same mindset, but also have different perspective, like you mentioned. So I think that's, that's really great. And that would be awesome. So I'd really love to talk about your research on quercetin and curcumin that was recently published. So the article is called curcumin and quercetin synergistically inhibit cancer cell proliferation in multiple cancer cells. First of all, congratulations, because I'm sure that took a lot of time and effort to get it done. But talk to me a little bit about it. Explain the basics, maybe start with layman terms for everybody. Tell me what quercetin and curcumin are and what is cell proliferation. Sure. So thank you, first of all. It's a long time coming that this has finally been published and I'm super fortunate to be able to publish my own research. So first of all, quercetin, um, one of the natural components that I used in this study, is actually a dietary micronutrient that is derived from plant foods, foods that account for about 60% of our flavonoid intake, which flavonoids are actually what gives fruits and vegetables their color. These are commonly found in many vegetables and fruits, such as apples, like the skin of apples, parsley, olive oil, and peas, um, mm -hmm. amongst many other foods. So the, this, so kirsten is technically a bioflavonoid. And curcumin, um, which I'm sure you know, is the main active component in the spice turmeric. Um, both of these natural components are actually very well known already to be antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and anti-cancerous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit about curcumin and quercetin. Diving further into their effects, something really interesting, curcumin and quercetin are also known to have an effect on epigenetics, um, which is something that's really huge right now. So mm-hmm. basically epigenetics is the gene modification without changing the actual sequence of the genes, if that makes sense. So it's basically how the genes are being expressed. It's changing how those genes are being expressed. One example, actually based on several studies, is that when there was an increase in like a high carbohydrate diet um, or a high glucose diet, um, it was shown to influence the gene expression by epigenetic modification. Simply putting it a high carb, high glucose diet was shown to affect the genes in such a way that it led to diabetes progression and other diet-related diseases such as cancer. So curcumin and kirsten's effect on epigenetics helps block these genes from being expressed in that way in multiple studies, which was really interesting when I was doing this research. You know, obviously I did some background research, so that was really interesting to find out. And cancer cell proliferation is actually just a cancer cell growth, mm-hmm. um, how much the cancer grew and what period of time. So cancer cell growth is cancer cell proliferation, simply putting it. Hey, it's me, Amanda. I really hope that you're enjoying this episode. If you are looking for more personalized help on your pet's health journey, I do offer wellness consultations for people around the world. To learn more, just go to the services tab on our website, holisticpetradio.ca. And if you're a business who's interested in sponsoring our work, please feel free to get in touch. Now back to the show. Perfect. So yeah, to summarize, turmeric extract and quercetin, meaning whole fresh foods, kind of like your vegetables and stuff, work together and they help stop and slow cancer cell growth. Yeah. And basically my the premise of my study was to figure out the mechanism of how this is happening. So, you know, cancer cells, they proliferate through a certain pathway. And the pathway that I used for this study is that I tested the potency of curcumin and quercetin on the cell lines that I used, which was the melanoma cancer cell line A375 by using a MTT and growth test. So an MTT test is basically measures cell metabolic activity based on color. So there's color changes in the tubes based on the cell metabolic activity. And eventually we focused on the melanoma cancer cell line only, which the natural components, curcumin and kirsten, had the most potency. And so we actually focused on the apoptotic and went back beta-catenine signaling pathways. So putting it, I guess, simply is the weight beta-catenine pathway is actually associated with the growth of many different human cancers. And according to actually many other studies, it is also associated with canine mammary cancers, canine melanomas, in many cases, canine osteosarcoma, so like bone cancer, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting because then this sort of research that I did can gain inferences into the canine cancer realm because the wnt beta catenine pathway is also already found out to be associated with the growth of those canine cancers. So basically, upon further like investigation as I did the study, it was suggested that the mechanism of action it was displaying that it inhibited the cancer cell growth. So it prevented cancer cell growth. You know, if you downregulate something, it's going to block it from happening. So the upregulation of beta cadmium signaling pathway means the cancer cells or the tumor will grow exponentially. If you downregulate it, there's a pathway block, right? The combination of curcumin and kirsten displayed this. It also induced apoptosis. Apoptosis is programmed cell death. And did this by actually downregulating the BCL2 gene. 
And this gene actually blocks the apoptotic death of some cells. So when you downregulate the BCL2 gene, it allows apoptosis to occur. So to summarize, you know, the end results, it showed that curcumin and quercetin inhibited the cancer cell growth synergistically. So synergistically, meaning that when we combine them, curcumin and quercetin in certain amounts, it had a greater effect on cancer cell growth than each individually. So like two plus two equals four would be the normal effect. However, a synergistic effect would be like two plus two equals eight or two plus two equals 10 or 12. And mm-hmm. so the significance of it having a synergistic effect is that we can use less of each you know, natural component and decrease any possible side effects if needed to be fed at higher doses. And like I said, knowing the mechanism of how this is happening is really actually important because that's how cancer cells are growing. It's growing through a certain pathway. So if we can block this pathway, you're killing cancer basically to simply putting it through those partially killing or inhibiting the growth or preventing it from growing through those pathways, um, which is very interesting. And this is already known, but it's not known in this combination study using these signaling and apoptotic pathways in one study. Perfect. Okay. So do you think moving forward, then this is a good basis for looking at curcumin and quercetin using those together and then maybe in combination with alternative therapies or like conventional therapies to really, if you had a pet with advanced stage cancer, do you think that's where these studies are kind of going in terms of like, how do we combine Eastern medicine and Western medicine or, you know, whole food medicine with traditional Western medicine? Do you think those two things have a good place together? Just curious your thoughts on this. Cause I know there's a lot of debate in the world of like, no, no, we'll do just like alternatives or no, we'll do just Western or like, are we looking at combining them in the future? Actually, I think of the mindset of having, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do natural therapy or I'm just going to do a more Western, you know, chemical like chemotherapy is not such a great mindset to be in. I think definitely the next step is like Keto Pet is doing, you know, they Mm -hmm. do chemo, but then they also do mostly diet related and oxygen therapy. And the combination of these as Keto Pet has obviously determined it it has a synergistic effect. It has a greater effect together than using each treatment alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we can cut down on how much chemo or how much chemical treatments that we are doing on our pets in regards to cancer or other diseases, and just adding a natural therapy in with that, that doesn't have any side effects at high doses would be an amazing next step. So yeah, in my opinion, I think that's where it's definitely going. Yeah. I think that's an awesome point to bring up too, that then if you can reduce the amount of, you know, if you're using some sort of chemical or some sort of Western, whatever treatment, you can reduce the amount potentially if you're combining it with a more alternative or natural therapy. So I think that's awesome. For the average pet parent who's wanting to get some quercetin and curcumin into our pet's diet, because we know obviously they're awesome, they're really beneficial. What are some good Mm -hmm. sources? Walk me through that. Okay. So curcumin actually naturally has a low bioavailability in the body. So this means that it is not absorbed and metabolized to its fullest extent. So to combat this, it is best that when you give curcumin or the whole form, which would be turmeric, to give it in the most freshest form and give it in small amounts every day versus larger amounts every so often if you do need to use it. But even though it does not get absorbed and metabolized to its fullest extent, it still has a very, very high beneficial quality in the gut in regards to anti-inflammatory and anti-cancerous effects. And we all know the gut, the microbiome is a huge part of our immune system, a huge part of our health. Mm -hmm. So even though 
you know, it's not fully metabolized or absorbed, it still has huge benefits in regards to our gut health and anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer effects in our gut. Quercetin, on the other hand, has a good bioavailability in the body. So quercetin can be given as like an extract or powdered form, just like curcumin, but it is also best to include like fresh food sources of quercetin since quercetin is a flavonoid. Um, and that's what gives fresh food its color. It's best when it's fresh. Parsley, that's one source that I know of and that I, you know, I add to my dog, little veggie cube. I'll put parsley, kale, and things like that. But there obviously has to be a combination study done in regards to curcumin and kirsten for people who want to feed it. Just to validate, validate these inferences because, you know, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. But adding these things to your dog's diet in combination, it, it, it's not going to hurt them. But like I said, every dog metabolism is different. So it's hard to say how much should be given, especially if the research on canines is not fully completed. The sources are there, the sources are available, and they're relatively safe. If you want to feed parsley and turmeric, you know, you could definitely do that. It's pretty safe. So those are some sources that I actually use for my dog. There are obviously so many other sources out there. Parsley is a good one. And then obviously using fresh whole turmeric ground is really good. You have to be careful with turmeric powders because sometimes it could be sitting on the shelf for a long time. This is a whole turmeric powder, not like curcumin extracted powder. So with turmeric powder, sometimes it's really processed or it can be sitting on the shelf for a long time and it might not have the most potent effect, for example, a curcumin powder or extract or a whole fresh turmeric um, would have. So that's my advice to pet parents who want to include those things in their animal's diet. My favorite part about you know, looking at alternative and natural medicines and all these other things is that all of these foods have multiple benefits. Like for quercetin, I was familiar with it for allergies, but not for yes. cancer properties. So I've always been recommending like quercetin, mm-hmm. if your dog has allergies, we call it nature's Benadryl. So I knew it for mm-hmm. that. And then to hear that it works with curcumin to inhibit cancer growth. It's just really cool. But the more I learn about whole fresh foods and all these things, they all have multiple benefits. So it's really nice to know if you're feeding whole fresh food, even if you're feeding a kibble based diet for whatever reason, adding whole fresh food is so important because it's going to have so many different benefits that I think we probably don't even know the half of yet. Yes, exactly. And that's the best thing about using a whole fresh food versus an extract, in my opinion. There are other chemicals and properties in that whole fresh turmeric root that might not be in the extract that might be working together to make it the most potent that it can be. So that's why I always stress, you know, use the most whole foods that you can get for those things, for those benefits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. So talking about like supplement things we can add into our pet's food, tell me some of your favorite foods to add to your pet's bowls. So I actually love adding green leafy veggies. You know, I blend it into like a little cube or whatever. And I, um, you know, I freeze them. But I also really, really like one of my favorite ones is dandelion greens and cilantro. I really love that. I also love using spirulina and kelp as well. It definitely fills some gaps in, you know, a homemade diet that could be there, you know, such as manganese, magnesium, zinc, and I love using mussels. Mussels is probably my number one to add to my dog's diet, whether that be muscle powder, which is obviously less ideal versus dehydrated whole muscle or like a fresh or frozen muscle. And that could be greenlit muscle or just the normal muscle. I think those that's one thing that is just amazing to add into a kibble diet or a fresh food diet. Mm-hmm. Um, contains so many vitamins and mineral, minerals and omega-3s. So, you know, you're kind of getting a really, really like strong punch of nutrients when you're using a muscle. That's it's mm-hmm. like my favorite, my favorite thing to add to their diets. Yeah. I love muscles for their, their nutritional benefits. I, oh, I hate the smell of them. That's so strong. So it is a very <laughs> strong punch of nutrients and a strong punch of smell. It's great. I still give them to my dogs, but I do it like open all the windows and 
Well, do yeah. you know, like, do you find, do you do a canned muscle or do you do fresh and steamed? What do you prefer? So I do a, it comes frozen and then I saw it and I just add it raw, like fresh in there. Or I sometimes do it steamed, the black, yeah, like the black ones and I'll let them open and I'll just add it to their diet. I also have a recipe. I add, what is it called? I use dandelion greens and greenlit mussel and ginger and I blend that together and that's kind of like a little punch of nutrients and anti-inflammatory, good for the gut um, little cube that I do and I put that every you know a couple of days in their diet. Kind of get everything in there for them. So I'd like to wrap up with asking you the question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. It's a two-part question. The first part being, if you could give pet parents around the world just one piece of advice, what would it be? I would say to keep researching and educating yourself so you can effectively do the best you can for your pet. You're constantly learning. You're constantly educating yourself. No one knows everything. So my important thing is do your own research and educate yourself constantly because things are changing every single day. So educating yourself properly can help you do the best you can for your pet. Mm -hmm. I, that's a great, just like succinct answer. I always say the more you learn, the more you learn, you don't know. Yes, exactly. And then the second part of the question is essentially the same, except if you could give one piece of advice to pet business owners, what would that be? To pet business owners, I would say keep learning from your mistakes because, I mean, mistakes are going to happen. But sometimes those large mistakes or those mistakes that, you know, happen to your business turn into wonderful experiences. And lots of success stories come out of that. And then those success stories can inspire other people to be more motivated and overcome their mistakes. So don't be afraid of your mistake. Learn from them, essentially, um, which is a huge thing, I think, in owning your own business. Mistakes are going to happen and you need to learn from them and inspire other people on how you overcame that and how you're successful now. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. I can tell you firsthand, <laughs> lots of mistakes, happen. <laughs> lots of mistakes. But as, I think as long as you like accept them and look at them in the most positive light that you can and learn from them and also don't be afraid to admit to your mistakes, I think that's kind of key for me anyways. Yes, yes, exactly. I, I completely agree. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid of making mistakes. And if no one made any mistakes, you wouldn't know what success is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if no one made mistakes, there would be no success. So, you know, that's just kind of my little spurt on success and mistakes. You have to, you have to accept it. Like you said, it's, it's part of the process. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that's great. That's a great perspective. So where's the best place for listeners to get in touch with you or to follow you? Just kind of list off your social media for me and I'll have it all linked in the show notes for everyone who's interested. Sure. The best would actually be Facebook. So the rawfedpet.us is our Facebook page. And then Instagram obviously would be flick.dim at flick.dim. And then I also have my blog that they send us questions or whatever. There's like a little page you can submit questions to. It would be the rawfedpet.com. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I had a really great time. I definitely learned something. I hope everybody listening as well did. And yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime soon. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It was great speaking with you and I learned something from you as well. It was great to be able to connect and, you know, have a conversation and hopefully everyone listening learned something. So thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holistic Pet Radio. You can find more information about what we do and the show notes for this episode over at holisticpetradio.ca. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. It really helps us to reach even more pet parents. And remember, Each one of us can make a difference, but together we can make a change. Disclaimer. 
The contents of this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional veterinary advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your veterinarian with any questions you may have regarding the medical condition of your pet. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.